conversation exactly. when, when we have a little bit of uh, information but I did I did read something recently from the city of New York uh, the statistics and statistics are only what's reported you know so it's not it's not really anything great but and it's probably not realistic completely but it, 60% of the bicycle accidents that they did report in New York City happened while the the rider was impaired so I, I know that uh, uh, even the accident that happened last Tuesday uh, they were reporting that it was two pedestrians, but then it came to light, uh, I think, through Fox News or one of the other uh, outlets, that one of them was on a bike, but because he was hit now on the, on the sidewalk, he was considered a pedestrian. And I said, whoa, come on, guys. <laughs> That's like cutting hairs. I mean, it, it should be safe for somebody, regardless if you're walking or on a bike or in a car. And I think that's another issue that we can't bring up later. Anyway, um, I'm going to try and... Uh, I'm actually recuperating today. But cool. uh, oh. I, I want to tell everybody to get out there and, and get out there for their girls' cycle ride if they just want to enjoy some of the, the beautiful day we have. Where, where are they meeting at there? Where, where are They're meeting at the Heritage uh, uh, Memorial Park off of the Gold Line. Okay. Okay, so 11.30, the cycle ride, the tree ride, Heritage Memorial Park. And uh, Chicken Leather, thanks a lot for the update. Yeah, I'm, I'm also being told by Black Hole and Tri-Kick as I leave. There's awesome Earth Day stuff going on in Pasadena today. And, hold on. Uh, stick around here. There's a ton of bands playing at One Colorado, and there's a Earth Day Fair at Memorial Park where they're meeting. Okay. So there's tons of stuff going on in Pasadena today. So I said there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a bunch of gatherings uh, and a lot of it in support of Earth Day down in Pasadena oh, yeah, cool. at the Memorial Park and at the what what was the square? I think it's one Colorado where they're going to have a bunch of bands all day. That's up in that's actually in downtown Pasadena, right? That's free. I mean that's about two blocks from Memorial Park. Oh okay, okay yeah, cool. About three blocks. Chicken <laughs> Thank all you. All right, I'm, I'm going to let you get back to your show. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Chicken Mother. And, and good luck with all the new uh, bike collectives that are starting out there. I, we got to meet one last night on the People's Ride. And, uh, I think you've got her in the studio there right now. If it doesn't sound like a segue, I don't know what does. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we do have a few people here. Yeah, let's let's figure out exactly what's going on. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you, Chicken Mother. Bye. See ya. Good morning, guys. This is Saturday, Saturday, April 25th. I don't have any idea which which issue of Bike Talk this is, but it's it's up there. Yeah. It's, we're looking at, what, six months now, maybe? Uh, yeah, we started in November. Started in November. But when 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 did you start this, Nick? Uh, this was November last year, November 15th, 19, uh, 2000, never mind, <laughs> 2008. Yeah. We got a couple guests in the, in the studio here and a very broken mic. Um... Let's see, who do we have here? We've got Tarsus, Sarah, and Krista. Okay, Tarsus, let's start with you. If you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what brings you into Bike Talk? Sure. Um, I currently reside in uh, South Central, 
and uh, I'm 18. I've been biking since uh, January of last year, and what brings me to Bike Talk would be a bike and bake in these beautiful North Hollywood females here. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm Sarah. Um, I'm actually from Encino. <laughs> Whatever. It's all the valley, right? <laughs> I'm also 18, but I've only been biking since uh, July. But also here because of Bike and Bake. Because of Tarsus, actually. <laughs> Hi, I'm Krista. I'm from North Hollywood. Um, and I love bikes and baking and all sorts of bike-related and food-related things like that. Oh, okay. Um, everybody's here for Bike and Bake. And I'm... I'm I was wondering if one of you could explain what Bike and Bake is. All right. Um, so a while ago, I was going through a very big biking ki baking kick. I'm always in a biking kick. <laughs> um, and I noticed that Tarsus posted up that she was baking a cake or something for someone's birthday. So I decided that we should have a baking club for bikers. That's how it pretty much started. I think it was at Maddie's birthday. Krista's boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, it was her his birthday. And uh, we were at the spiral stairs or something. Yeah, that's... And that was when they did the Yeah, ride. yeah, yeah. That's when I got fucking stuck on the freeway. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, and you came up to me because I had made him a birthday cake. You were like, oh, what's your recipe? Ta -da -da. And, uh, yeah, you asked... We got all excited about making a baking club, and then Krista overheard us. She came over. She was like, "Oh, are you guys talking about baking?" And yeah, that's how. It pretty how much long? Started. How long ago was that? When was his birthday? Um, we started end of January, so I guess our first um, bake session was like the first week of February, and um, they're all themed. The first one we did was all cupcakes. We made all different kinds of cupcakes. Now, now, how many people do you guys have at the bike and bake? Um, it varies. It's kind of between like eight and twenty. And uh, are there are there ever any men at these events? Yes, oh, yeah. always. They're always. Okay, that's yes. that's cool. That's something that I wanted to yeah. There, put we out found there. that there are plenty of uh, men on bikes that can cook too. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, we got shown. No, we got shown up last week. So so what is, do you want to tell me some of the examples of, of some of the stuff that you guys have been baking? Well, um, last week we did a vegan theme for Earth Day. Oh, no. Okay. Um, so, you know, the two two boys who had never shown up for Bike and Bake before came and made delicious enchiladas and crepes for us. And uh, <coughs> our recipes didn't turn out so well. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you vegan? Are, is anybody here vegan regularly? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Were they? No. Uh, we just decided that cooking vegan food is more exciting because it's more challenging. Okay. At least that's what I thought. Yeah. How did everything turn out? Well, the fudge didn't turn out very fudgy, but I <laughs> pulled it because I was so I was pissed off yesterday. So I decided to pull the fudge the way you pull taffy, and uh, that worked out really well. <laughs> okay. Pulled fudge. Yeah, um, one of the fun things about Bike and Bake is because we're all, like, such bike nerds, um, we end up using a lot of weird bike terminology in baking, so it's it's very unique, like, um, like we talk about smashing, and, um... <laughs> and you do a lot of grinding. 
All that kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. All right on. Well, uh, what, where does Bike and Bake happen? Um, initially, I was hosting it, and I was hosting it for, um, I guess, the first uh, couple months. And, um, and we just moved over to Sarah's house. My house is um, really close to the North Hollywood Station, so it was really accessible for um, other people who didn't live in the valley. But Sarah's got a huge kitchen. It's awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Continue, continue, please. Uh, yeah, so we've been at my house for the past few weeks, but I think we'll have to move back to Krista's soon because I'm not going to have my house anymore. <laughs> oh, really? What's happening? I um, didn't hear of this. Um, we're renting the house. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. You told me. Uh-huh. So he's moving in in June. So. Oh, right, in June. Yeah. But, um... Well, where I'm interested in doing a bike and bake. Um, uh, uh, well, potentially. How do I find out about it? Let's see. We have a blog, um, bikeandbake.blogspot.com, and we are also post. We also post on Midnight Riders and on Facebook. So all all you guys have met at at a previous ride. What are your favorite rides? Let's talk about this a little bit. What are your favorite rides, and what do your bikes include? <laughs> Robots, robots, uh, robots. robots. <laughs> when robots? When which one was that? Um, ro- when does robots happen? Robots it happens the Saturday after Midnight Riders. Yeah, it's always the Saturday after the Midnight Riders the ride. Board, it right. starts on the west side and it goes everywhere. Um, last time we rode from Long Beach back to Dockweiler Beach, we had a bonfire at four in the morning. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of good riding too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why? Why do they call it robots? I don't know. Because, we're not human. <laughs> because, because robots go the length. I mean, they don't feel emotion. <laughs> they don't feel tired. They go on like robots always last robots until the next crazy. morning. Then they always get breakfast. We always get breakfast together. Yeah. Um. For example, Tarsus has a good point. Um. When we did the three twenty eight ride, it was kind of like a ride carnival, and we all split off to different right. rides. Um. There was the people's ride, and there was the robots ride, and. The, the people couldn't go on the robots ride, and the robots couldn't go on the people's ride because the, the robots aren't people, and the people aren't robots. And and those those are those literally are the best rides. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm taking it from I'm taking it straight from you. Cool. Um, we're gonna come back to you in just a second. Here we got Brad Gavigan, I think, on the phone yeah. with an interview. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. There's a guy who's riding from Alaska. He's 22 years old. His name is Takeshi. Nick. Hello, Brad. Yes. How are you? I'm great. What's going on? Ironically, I went camping this weekend, and I'm out in the middle of nowhere, and this this gentleman rides by on a beautiful pink uh, Royal Norton bike. And so I walked out, and I introduced myself, and his name is Takashi Tateno. And Takashi is from Japan, and he is riding around the world. And on this leg of the trip, he started in Alaska, and he's currently just north of Santa Barbara here in California. He's going to be riding all the way down to the southernmost tip of South America, uh, Cape Horn. Yeah. Uh, from there, he'll be continuing on to, I believe he said, New Zealand, and then on to Africa. Wow. And, is so, he... and he rides uh, he rides a beautiful pink uh, Royal Norton mm-hmm. bicycle. And I have him here. Oh, and the other great thing is uh, he's been here for eight months now, and he learned English uh, after he got here. That's a, that's, he sounds like an amazing guy. Absolutely, he's right here. Hello, this is Nakashi. Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Well, welcome to Bike Talk. 
So you rode all, all the way from Alaska so far, huh? Yes. I came through Alaska and Canada. And I go to New Zealand uh-huh. or in Africa. And have you been anywhere else riding before? Have you ridden in other countries? I, I've been France and England and India. Wow. <laughs> so what made you decide to ride through all over the world? What, what's your inspiration? Uh, the idea, this, this idea for this big adventure. I read a book. It's a book? Yes. Also, you're also biking around the world about 20 years ago. What's his name? Yusuke Ishida. Mm-hmm. And how long has it been since you left uh, Alaska? Nine months. And you're in Santa Barbara now? Uh, just north of Santa Barbara at El Capitan campground. How long do you think the rest of the trip will take? Four year and how are you? Uh, one and a half years. Yeah, already yeah. So w- what kind of adventures are you having along the way? Meeting nice people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what What have your favorite things been? English or and <laughs> no, your English. <laughs> For someone who learned it here, you're doing amazing. The things you've seen have there been things that really impressed you? Uh, some beautiful places, yeah, places that you liked. Uh, what, what places? South South Yukon, in Canada. Yukon. Yes. Really. Southern Yukon, I think. Very very remote. Yes. Nobody lived there and. Nature. Just nature. It is nature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds great. I gotta visit there. Hey, listen, I have somebody here who's a, a real LA biker. Her name is Sarah Livingstone and she does vegan bike and bake and she does a bunch of rides here, like the robot ride. And uh, she's right here. She wants to invite you on a ride here. Hey, uh, I'm just wondering, you coming through LA? This is Brad answering. Yeah. He's gonna arrive in Santa Monica on Monday afternoon. Oh, this Monday? On um, yeah, Monday should... afternoon. So he'll be riding down from Santa Barbara. We should organize a ride, yeah. I think so. He, he, every day is a ride for him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we can we can get get LA bikers out and ride with him. That would be very very cool. Yeah. No, I think I think that. Would you like to have some people ride with you a little ways on your journey? <laughs> sure. We'll we'll, we'll yeah, talk we more about that. Yeah. Okay. All uh, right. I invited him to come stay at our house for the night, so uh, so we have a captive. We have oh. a captive Takashi. Okay, yeah, we can we can feed him and we can show him around the city. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, we'd like to show you Los Angeles. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. you meet other cyclists. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. Good yeah. yeah, and so I just, uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, it has a, a beautiful bike. It's a Royal Norton, and you said it was made in Tokyo? Yes. It's a steel frame. Um, Chromoly? Chromoly, yes. Very, very beautiful. I, I'm not familiar with it, but it, uh, I noticed right when he rode by, it's a really beautiful bicycle. And he's got it, his entire life is on this thing. Brad, what kind of setup does he have? Is he running front and rear panniers, or is he running a trailer, or how well, are you, you guys... You said you had to put new racks on it yeah, while yeah. you were here. So the racks, he's, I'm, I didn't recognize the brand, but they're very heavy duty, the new racks that he put on. Oh, Surly. Surly? Surly. Yeah, yeah, the surly yeah so like the, sur- the Surly racks are great. They're, they're called the Nice Racks. So, yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's really beefy, and then as far as that goes, it's not, they're not really panniers. You kind of have your own system. Uh, th- you have the bags that attach? Attach. Uh, do <laughs> bags connect to the rack? Uh, yes, uh, that's They come off and on. Okay, yeah, yeah. so in, those are also surly? No, my front rack is surly, but my, mm, back, the rear rack. Rear rack is tubus. Tubus, yeah. And my bag or drip 
Ortlieb, yeah. It sounds like you are prepared. Tubis and Ortlieb, they make some incredible stuff, so same with Surly. And you're carrying your tent, your all of your equipment, your stove, all of that? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Take a picture of it. I'll send it in. Maybe we can put it up on the website. Takashi, how much longer do you think that you're going to be on the road? Uh, for his whole trip? For the entire trip. For, every, for everything. To New Zealand, oh, to Africa. Six or seven years, yeah. I think. Seven I'm more. Not sure. I have no plan. Okay. When did you start? Last August seventeenth. August seventeenth of last year. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I wish you the best, uh, Takashi. Uh, thank you very much, Brad. Hopefully, we can post when you'll be coming through town, and we can meet up maybe on Monday and do a ride, ride with you through Santa Monica. That'd be awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good luck, Brad. Thank you very much for the call. And no, my pleasure. I, I thought everybody would want to hear about this amazing adventure. Yeah, that's awesome. That is fantastic. You guys have a great time up north of Santa Barbara. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, Jim. Okay, see you, Brad. Bad Gav again. We are back in the, the studio here. We've got Tarsus, Sarah, and Krista. And they've been telling us a little bit about Bike and Bake. Uh, and this sounds like this this all came together. The three of you met at a, at a ride on a... Sounds like it was on a round roundabout, on a round stairway, right? Oh, we had known each other. We had known each other for quite a while, actually. I had known Sarah, uh, Krista for a while, and uh, Sarah I was just starting to get to know. But, yeah, we had met on different rides yeah, we, previously. Yeah, we had that picture of the three of us kind of randomly, just only the three of us from Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just... Uh, uh, that that was really random, but it it got all the bike and bait girls. <laughs> yeah. So so how how often are you guys planning on doing this, and how long do you want to do you want to see it stay in North Hollywood? Would you like to move it around? Um, we gosh, we um, bake every other week, every other Monday, and um, I don't know. I guess for now we're comfortable in the valley. We have a lot of people come out. Um, we actually had Wolfpack come in and. Uh, ride by and stop and we fed them um go a few weeks ago not enough yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was very uh wolf pack like yeah. they they were there they ate and then they hustled away yeah <laughs> yeah so so wait what, that was that that wasn't last monday then right no that was it was right before the nerds ride so I, I, guess I, I think if you had caught Wolfpack Hustle March. on 420, then then they might have been been more willing to sit there and and eat a little bit. <laughs> they're I think they're always on the move. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, so I think we're just gonna keep doing it like forever because if we get tired of baking, someone else will cook for us, and like bikers are always hungrier than everybody else. So. <laughs> I've, Food, food, and riding just go hand in hand. Food, riding. The only, the only thing that that I think does quite so well is sumo wrestling and food. But what do you, what do you have? Oh, I'm just, I'm a huge dessert guy, and I love food in general. But I, I'm lucky. I can kind of eat with impunity, and you know, my stomach is, just, I'm a rake. But um, <laughs> that's the thing about biking. You know, bike a lot, and you can basically eat whatever you want, and so eat the richest most enjoy eat dessert first and bike a lot that's that's all i have to say we we managed to find food that was too much for us to eat even oh really really yeah um one night i i crashed out in the middle of my living room in the middle of bike and bake well i guess it was like two in the morning or something and the baking was still going on 
And uh, I woke up, someone was stuffing brownies into my mouth because they had just come out of the oven. <laughs> so it really never ends. So, so what do you, uh, what do you guys do? Uh, you, uh, the two of you are Tarsus and Sarah. You guys are 18, right? Yeah. Same with you, no. Krista? No. I'm 25. Okay. Yeah. And, and so what do you, you guys hold this on Monday and then do you go to work on Tuesday? I do. Oh man. Cool. Yes. So, yeah. and what, what kind of work do you do? Um, I do editorial for a magazine. Awesome. Yeah, some kind of a grammar nerd. Okay. Yep. Is it, it is it a food magazine by chance? It's not a food magazine. Oh, we man. do have a food section though. That's yeah. awesome. I'm actually trying to get um, an article in our outdoors section about um, how to choose a bike. So. That's rad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Oh, and Tarsus, Sarah, the Sarah, you're in school. Yeah, I um don't have class till eleven in the morning anymore. <laughs> I used to have a class at nine in the morning, and then bike and bake happened. <laughs> so, uh, all I right. got dropped. <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. <laughs> when you wake up in North, when you wake up in North Hollywood at ten in the morning for your nine o'clock class, and that when Some, that's the something's got to give, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and Tarsus, how about you? You're I uh I love life. I don't actually uh I meander my time. I do absolutely nothing. I'm currently unemployed. I used to have a biking job like in Hollywood, then I got so uh, I got so fired. That's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> and uh now I just go my day to day just trying to get to every ride. Uh I haven't rode in the past two weeks though, I was pretty sick, so I've been out of the loop. What happened, like, uh, Thursday? Something about an, an accident? I think... Uh, oh, she was there. Um, yeah, Thursday night there was an incident in downtown. I don't know if you've heard about it. Are you familiar with that? Not yet. Okay. Um, well, there, there was an aggressive Hummer on the road, and it was 2 in the morning, and the streets were pretty much empty. And there was about a dozen of us um, riding down Los Angeles Street, and... The Hummer was blaring on its horn, ended up hitting one of the riders, and um, when we tried to get the plates, there were no plates on the car. The car was trying to take off. Um, we were trying to prevent the car from taking off, and uh, the car ended up uh, plowing through three bikes and totaling them, and uh, I was very fortunate that no one else was hurt, because like, my bike was pulled under the wheel as the... Um, as the car made a hard right from the left lane, I was holding it. So I just kind of, the car took the bike and I jumped away. And um, they they caught the guy a block later, but they let him go. And they said that there wasn't any crime committed. So they didn't investigate. I mean, like, they took a report and everything. But it was very disappointing. Um, just that that was the, the handling of the event. Um, what What... Was this a ride that you guys were on, or was this just a, a group of people on their way home? Um, we were on a ride. We were at the end of the ride. Um, the ride started, there was probably about 20, 25 of us, and then there was about a dozen of us at the end of the night. It um, started at the Bowen Arrow shop in downtown. Right. Yeah, and, um, and we were just turning on the 7th. We were going to go to Margarita's, Margarita's, get some tacos, and head home. And... Um, we had just an amazing fun night. Everyone was having a great time, and then that happened. And um, 
and everyone was okay. And one of the guys, one of the guys ended up going to, um, the hospital, but is, is everyone okay? What's yeah. Yeah. Everyone's okay. The guy that got hit, um, came out with a sprained ankle. We didn't know what was going to happen because he said he couldn't feel his ankle and the ambulance took him to the hospital. Um, but when he, when he got released, it was, it was just a sprain and some bruises and I have some bruises and, you know, we're, we're all unscathed, um, which is really, really fortunate and we're grateful for that. Um, but I, nobody's happy with the, that, um, the treatment, the, the how handling. This, how this was handled by yeah, the police. Yeah, the way right? it was handled, exactly. Um, yeah, the, did, did somebody, did somebody record this? You said, you said there's some excellent sound bites there. Did somebody, was somebody recording what was happening? Um, we don't have any recordings, just, uh, secondhand, um, hearsay. But apparently one guy, was telling the police that the people in the car had said they had guns and was threatening them with, you know, the possibility of having a gun. And the police officer apparently looked at the rider and said, did you see a gun? And the rider said, no, but they said they had guns. And the police officer said, well, I have a lightsaber. Do you believe me? Yeah. Like, well, so did did anybody get any of the... Uh stopping the the officers names who made the reports or uh yeah actually it was officer cho who um paroles that area and uh, and it's actually i was i was speaking to the watch commander yesterday it's very specifically not officer chow there are two officers with very similar names and we don't so, want to mix so them up. cho and not chow yeah it's officer cho um we're actually going to be going to the police commissioner's meeting on tuesday morning and um We'll be at the police commissioner's meeting at the officer at the office of the inspector general to file a complaint about the officer because um, he just had a very clear bias about the cyclist and he was very vocal about that. Um, I mean, I guess it's unfortunate when someone has a bias. You know, it's racism isn't okay anymore, but there's still a lot of um, discrimination that occurs, and and right now there's a lot of stuff going on with the cycling community and. Um, this last month has been very catalytic for us, so I really hope to see some changes um, just because there's two ghost bikes up in the city right now, and, and it's disappointing. And um, if anyone wants to um, come down Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., we're going to be at the Office of Inspector General. Or um, Friday morning at 10 a.m., we'll be um, at the L.A. City Council meeting um, to discuss cyclist rights and safety and um and being protected by the law christo do you, we we've had a uh quite a bit here today that's been fairly like we started out this morning with a a report from chicken leather on uh, the memorial ride last night uh for okay. jesus on, on glendale what do you do you see anything positive happening are you are you seeing any any change for the better well, one thing that I do know is that we just have an amazing cycling community in Los Angeles. I've talked to people that have come from other cities and I've ridden in other cities and um they're not as tight knit and, and we just we we really band together, we really take care of each other. Like my bike was totaled and so many people offered to, you know, help me get another bike and um you know, just everyone 
people from all over the city, people from the west side came out last night to attend the Ghost Bike Memorial, and we all went to City Hall um, just to demonstrate. And we all have each other's back, and and um, that's that's something that I, I really just, um, in terms of the community, I appreciate and value, and it's it's so genuine, and it's valuable for us to have that. And in terms of um, the the city and everything, like the pol- the political part of it, something's got to give. I know things are going to change. Um, number one reason is because I know we're not going to put up with it, and and we're just going to keep fighting until things do change. We have seen we have seen some progress. It just it's that the pro that the progress that we make is just not keeping up with our growth as a community. Like we we had the moratorium placed on the bike licensing law only a couple of months ago. Yeah, actually was... there I mean there there has been some some recognition uh that cyclists exist. Do you think that this this boom in cycling is happening faster than politics can keep pace? I think that might be just the the exact problem. Yeah. Uh what what do you do you have in, any of you gals have any suggestions for what you would like to see in the future? Let's... I want Sharrows on the road. Sharrows, that's we've actually we've talked quite a bit about that. Yeah, um, they have them in San Francisco, and it's really it's really cool. Until I went up there, I'd never seen them like in real life. <laughs> I had seen them on the internet, and when I actually was riding on the street and I saw them on the road and saw how like cars actually respect cyclists there and they give you the right of way. And they act like you're another vehicle. I was like, wow, that's really significant. Because it's like the rest of the um, the signage on the road. It's official. Yeah. And any any place else that you've ridden that uh, that you – any other cities besides San Francisco that you think are – when uh you we went right uh um i think april 4th we went to san diego for uh cretans ride uh bikework orange and we got a lot of respect out in san diego it was really nice like people noticed us they respected us they acknowledged our presence and that's something i would really want to enjoy here i mean i get disrespected on the road all the time especially so south that bicyclists aren't seen very often and, uh, yeah, Sunday was really nice. Yeah, well, I don't know. I started riding in Dallas. So Ooh. coming to L.A., it's a bike haven compared to Texas. So, we, you know, it, if you think you don't get any recognition from cars here, at least cars are used to seeing bikes on occasion here. I mean, in Dallas, I you just get shoved <laughs> off the road. Cars don't know... They don't even notice that you're there. They really don't. They don't even like try and you know do that thing where they leave a foot out of their lane, out of your lane to pass you. They just go. How how long ago did you leave Dallas? Two years ago. And and so uh, you've been here. Have you been cycling in Los Angeles the entire time? Um, I was actually. I didn't. My dad wouldn't let me bring my bike with me from Texas. Um, because it was a Target bike and not worth the shipping fees. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't have a bike for the first six months that I lived here. Then I got a bike, and I was doing the sidewalk riding thing until I happened upon Bicyclers. <laughs> so we've, we've talked about uh, pl- favorite places to ride. <clears throat> what, are, what kind of bikes are you riding now? 
Um, I'm writing a fixie conversion of a 77 Peugeot. Okay. Did you have any problems with that, putting that together? Uh, no. I, I'm a cook at the kitchen. Okay. Uh, so. As little as I end up being there, actually. So So everything kind of kind of fit together okay? Yeah. Uh, and uh, the 77 Peugeot, that's the... The frame. French, the French. Yeah. It's French with a... Uh, do you have, like, a French bottom bracket and... Or did you um, leave? It, I, did you leave the cranks on? Or? No, it's actually um, when I bought the frame, the person I bought it from had left the bottom bracket and the cranks on, so I just am using his his stuff. Awesome. <laughs> okay, uh, Krista, I know you just lost a, a bike. So that bike was the only bike I had. <laughs> so um, my polo bike I actually took apart um, right before the ride. Right before I left on Thursday night, um, because, you know, my headset's stripped and, and everything on that bike's uh, a little bit rickety. Um, I was riding a Free Spirit. It was a mixed-y girl's bike. Yep. Um, and it was a road bike when I got it. And over the over time, I converted it into a fixie and um, put a lot of work into it and just absolutely loved it. And you know what? Um, it's looking at my... Um, corpse of a bike is really emotional i can't like yeah but um i'm riding a a single speed schwinn right now that i'm borrowing from someone um that's fun and i'm really looking forward to building um another bike so i'm kind of just being optimistic about it because now i have a chance to build a bike again it's a it's a new beginning right indeed indeed do you have a do you have anything that you're looking for anything in mind um, no, I'm, I'm just looking for something, uh, decent that's gonna run well, and, um, I figure I can have an improvement over my old bike. So you said mixedy, you're talking about, you were talking about like a lady's frame. Yeah, I had a girl's frame, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that something that you want to stick with, or? Um, no, not necessarily. And it, it was fun, but it's not a necessity. Yeah. And you, are you looking for something with, like, 700c wheels larger wheels or? uh yeah definitely 700s um i definitely want to ride fixed again um because it just feels natural and um my frame was my frame was a little small for me so now i get to get a frame that fits and and just make the best out of the situation um yeah how tall are you i am five seven i had to think about that yeah <laughs> So, so you, what are you thinking? Maybe a fifty-three centimeter. Frame? Fifty-two or fifty-three 52? would be perfect. Yeah, yeah, the bike I'm riding right now is fifty-six. It's a little awkward because I my bike was a forty-nine, and so like I, I jumped up a lot. But um, but yeah, I I also have a tall bike that's being built. So if nothing else, I, I can ride a tall bike. All right, our <laughs> our contact info here is livebiketalk at gmail dot com and also two one three two five two zero nine nine eight. If anyone out there is listening has a fifty two fifty three centimeter seven hundred c bike that they would love to see go to a good home, uh, please give us a call. Um, That's 213-252-0998, so awesome. And we'll we'll keep in touch. Hopefully, and uh, we'll hopefully we'll. Get you back in here, Krista, and get Very a chance cool. to see your newest carnation once it's once it's back into shape. Very exciting. So, Tarsus, what are you riding these days? I'm riding a 52 uh, fixed international Nashiki. Oh, the international. Yeah, I'm riding a 52. Uh, how tall are you? I'm 5'2". <laughs> I think 
I think that you and well, you've got a fifty-six. I think well, we should. Maybe what we're actually looking for is something that's like a forty-nine centimeter, seven hundred C frame, and then we can we can trade off the international Nishiki. So no, she's my baby. She's oh, my Soho. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, we are Soho. Oh uh, God! What, is, you're south of Hollywood. What I don't. Uh, I don't I'm know. in South Central. I'm past USC. I'm fifty-first uh, and Fig. Yeah. So so why do you call her the Soho? Uh, because, uh, my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend helped me, uh, get her. Uh, it was like a Craigslist bike and, um, she, she wears a perfume called Soho. And, uh, while I was riding, I smelled that. Like I have a strange, you know, kind of love for odors and I smelled that. And I was like, Soho, Stephanie, like, so that's why that bicycle's name is Soho. Well, that's uh, awesome. That's a, that's yeah, good. that's how it goes. Um, speaking Speaking of that, like uh, we we talk uh, often about how bicycling brings you closer to your, to your community. One of the things that you get to do is you get to smell, you get to you get to experience uh, some of the better the better and worse senses and sensory like actions, impressions. Uh, what? I got a story about that. Okay, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for, Chris. Okay, there is. Um a bridge, if you go, uh, gosh, which direction is it? If you go away from Union Station into Boyle Heights, um, yeah, east? east and north. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, there's a bridge right there. And, uh, one day I, uh, took the train down to Union Station, went to visit my friend in Boyle Heights. And when I went over the bridge, it smelled like amazing baked goods. Right. And I was just like salivating and I was like, where is that coming from? Like, it's kind of an industrial area. Oh, yeah. This is really confused. Well, like a couple hours later when I was coming back, it was the same thing. It was just like the smell of amazing baked goods. <laughs> I don't know where it was coming from, but it just, it made me hungrier than I've ever been. So bridges heading east into Boyle Heights out of Union Union Station. They smell damn good. Leave, leave it to <laughs> leave it to the bike and bake girls to find the place that that actually has the best baked smell. How about how about worse smells? Anybody got any worse smells in in Los Angeles? Oh gosh, some parts of the valley, you just dry. They, they smell. <laughs> Um, there's the Budweiser factory, oh, <laughs> actually, yes. um, out in Panorama City. In the summertime, I actually used to live near there. In the summertime, it smells just foul. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my boyfriend lives in El Segundo, so when we're always, like, stuck in Venice, we have to take, uh, the bike, the, like, the bike lanes the bike back. Path? Yeah, the bike path back to, um back south and we always have to pass by the sewage dumps like late at night it's just oh oh that shit is terrible man i don't know how people do it oh we've got a uh, dorothy wong calling in here uh one of the ladies who works with bike talk and who also manages to to race all over the place we're gonna go to dorothy and see what she has to say dorothy how you doing great we are um heading over to a great festival that's going on called uh, Greening Beer's Day, Green. and uh, we're going to go on an urban expedition in an hour. So if anybody's listening, <laughs> we're going to be at Memorial Park at noon. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. We got you. Memorial Park okay. at noon. Yeah. Memorial Park at noon, and uh, it's on Walnut and Raymond in the city of Pasadena. 
we're going to tour the tree canopy <laughs> in the city of Pasadena. So it's going to be a nice five-mile jaunt. Um, so that's going to be really fun. So if anybody's around, join us for the tree ride. The tree noon. ride tonight, today at noon in yeah, Memorial Park. Yeah, we have one hour, people. Okay. Uh, how <laughs> was uh, your your back from Sea Otter? I, I take it. Yes, back from Sea Otter. That was a great experience, and uh, you know you take so many things from it. Uh, all the great stories that you are all going to hear on our Women on Bike show on May the ninth. All right. So we have some exciting guests, including a mountain bike legend, Allison Dunlap, who is oh, yeah. one of our great world champions. We have a nice <clears throat> interview with her, Georgia Gould, mm-hmm. also uh, a current mountain bike champion and also the Sea Otter weekend champion. Um, so that worked out really well for Georgia Gould with the Lunatics. And then I have a really great intimate interview with Tariannis, um, who is a... Um, uh, downhill and four-cross gravity champion who uh, had an injury and is basically a paraplegic uh, at this point anyway. And uh, she's got a great mission, and there's people doing a lot of fundraising for her. And uh, she's got a really great surprise that you guys are going to hear on May the 9th um, on our Women on Bikes show. We also have some other great guests uh, that are uh, developing, so hope you guys can... Check us out on May the 9th. You, you introduced us to, uh, to a fellow there who was uh, racing in the juniors class. Yes. Uh, how did he do? Uh, he got fourth, so that was very good. Um, so the definitely the USA um, cycling program is going to keep an eye on him. And, yeah. again, he, Morgan, raced in Belgium uh, in cyclocross. So uh, he's definitely an amazing story <laughs> starting as. A young boy, he's 17, and he's already, you know, an accomplished cyclist. Yeah. And um, and uh, because he's part of uh, the team cycle program, he's also giving back and, and teaching new riders. And, um, you know, that is really important. Awesome. Give back. Yeah. So 12 o'clock today, you, you guys are going to be out at Pasadena doing the tree ride. Yes, we're going to tree ride. There'll be some bonus miles if anybody wants to keep going. And then the festival will continue uh, till 4 o'clock today. Awesome. Uh, again, at Memorial Park. It's on Raymond and Walt. You can actually take uh, the gold line, uh, and it'll bring you right there. So okay, ride your bike or take the train and check it out. <laughs> Dorothy, thanks a lot for the heads up. You yeah, guys. have a great day, you guys. You too. Bye-bye. See, See you May 9th. May 9th, you got it. Hi. <laughs> See ya. Dorothy Wong calling from uh, Pasadena for the tree ride. Another proponent for the tree ride there today. So we had Chicken Leather earlier telling us a little bit about it, and Dorothy Wong calling in. All right, where were we? We were talking about smells of the city, and uh, <laughs> we left the sewers. And uh, so I think I think we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about upcoming events. Sarah, you're holding the mic here. Upcoming events? Yeah. Like uh, tonight, tonight I'm throwing a, I'm throwing my first ride tonight. That's um, awesome. What is it? It is the fourth Saturday ride, which is the valley's equivalent of the second uh, Friday ride. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's themed Valley Girls Take Back the Valley because these like dirty like bike riding guys have been like hanging out in parking lots and like drinking beer or something and like the valley girls should be like 
I don't know. We should, like, do something about it. Like, make them go away or something, because they're dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like, what time is this happening, and, like, how can I get involved? So, like, we're meeting at the intersection of Magnolia and Tahunga by the Amelia Earhart statue at 9 o'clock, and we'll be riding out at 10 o'clock sharp. All right. Anything else happening in uh, in North Hollywood these days? I know North Hollywood is kind of a burgeoning spot, the valley. Ah. Um, well, first of all, there's Polo. Polo is growing, and um, all the time we have more and more people coming back. Our guys, we have three teams in Arizona right now, so um, root for them. They're, they're playing today. Um, Go teams. Huh? <laughs> Go teams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really exciting. Um at the beginning of April, one of our teams, uh, well, we took uh, two and a half teams up to San Francisco. I played with some people um, on a San Francisco team up there. Um, but our, like, our our uh, main team, um, our A team, they took third place in San Francisco. And um, there were no California teams that beat them. So That's 818 awesome. is the spot for polo at the North Hollywood Park on Sundays. And um, that's always awesome. Can't be missed. Um, it's commonly referred to as church for yeah, us. right. Yeah. And then um, other stuff going on in, in North Hollywood, the Valley, is, is um, the bikery is getting started. The Valley's Bike Co-op, because there's three in L.A. and none of them are uh, on that side of the hill yeah, yet. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's really so, exciting. So what's the bikery? And uh, would either of you care to expound upon that at all? All right. Well, the bikery is uh same idea as all the other bike co-ops. Um and a group of volunteers just working to get more bikes on the street of the San Fernando Valley. Um we are currently looking for a home. Um we're just working at mobile clinics right now. Um so if you want to follow us, you could either follow us on Twitter I don't remember our name on Twitter, or um, our calendar on the website is valleybikery.com, and we post up everywhere that we're going to be. How, m- how many people do you have involved in the bikery? Um, we actually have a fair number of people involved. I'd say um, there were 10 people at our last meeting, and we have a lot of people that couldn't attend the meeting um, because of their schedules. Um, so we have a lot of interested volunteers Um it's a good size group. I'd say there's probably 20 active people that are working to make it go right. Um, we had our first clinic last week at, at a Earth Day event at CSUN, and uh, they got a really good reception, and they helped people um, with their tires, and they helped people um, figure out how their gears work, right. different stuff like that. Um, we're going to be doing a big event for Bike Week at the end of uh, Bike Week on Sunday. Um, I don't have all the details about that yet. It's still coming together, but um, it'll definitely be very well publicized. One of the things that I do want to say is that um, we're working with no budget currently, so um, we are graciously accepting donations for tools. Uh, we definitely want to be able to help people, and uh, we have uh, limited tools right now. All right. You, uh, where where would we go in order to make donations, tool donations? Um. I, the best bet would be to contact one of us, and we can just arrange a pickup or something, because we don't 
have a home that you can bring donations to. And and I get in contact with you. Our email is valleybikery at gmail.com. Valleybikery at gmail.com. Yes. And you guys are still looking for a home. Yes, I, I we are. I think it too, right? Yeah. Um, so, so the bikery kind of a lot like the bicycle kitchen, the biker wave, the bike, bike oven. oven. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and you said you're going to be doing a bake event in bike week. Is that what I just I heard? think I said a big event. I might oh, have said oh, bake. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I have to admit I'm hungry right now, but that happens fairly often. Um, we're going to be doing a big event for bike week. We're going to be at a park. Uh, it's going to be a benefit to help us raise money to get uh, a place. Bike week is in May? It's in May. It's the second week of May. So I guess it'll end up being the second or third weekend. Um, For the life of me, I can't remember the date of that Sunday. I think it's the the 17th. Um, anyway, Tarsus to the rescue. Anyway, we have we have uh, big plans. <laughs> um, we're going to be doing clinics there. We're going to have bands there. Uh, we're going to be doing a bake sale. And we're going to have some, no, not May 17th. And, um, <laughs> oh, like just a, a lot of fun bike stuff. So um, we'll definitely keep you posted on, on the location, which is TBA right now. Okay. Um so it sounds like it actually sounds like you guys have a lot of stuff going on in North Hollywood. Uh, now your your polo teams you're talking about, you talked about church and doing polo. Do you have all women's teams or are they co-ed or what's going on with those? Um, well, we play co-ed. We're working on an all women's team for worlds. Yeah. What worlds? Okay. Where? Which which worlds? And where is that worlds happening? The polo hardcourt polo world championship in Philadelphia this summer. It's in September. In September, yeah. Okay. Some fifth through seventh of September, I believe. Um, yeah, so we're going to be sending quite a few teams there, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, are you still looking for any players, or is it is everything kind of? I would love to see more more girls play. Um, I I think polo is for girls, I, and uh, <laughs> and um, right now there's there's me and Sarah. There's a girl named Gabby that plays too, and she's really good. And um, I haven't been playing that long, but I, I really fell in love with it instantly. And, um, yeah, we'd love to have more girls come out. It's uh, it's just such a fun game. Uh, if you have anything to say, anything to add about polo, if you want to donate a 52-centimeter uh, 700C frame, give us a call. Our number here is 213-252-0998. Any questions for the Bike and Bake girls, we've got uh, Tarsis, Sarah, and Krista here uh, willing to answer them. Um, right now we we're, we are talking about polo. Uh, I want to ask you how your bike is. You you mentioned that you had a polo bike that was taken apart. How is that bike different than your other bikes? Um, it's different because it's a lot sturdier. Uh, my polo bike is um, a mountain bike, and um, it can really take a beating. My road bike, not so much. Uh, I played on my road bike, bent my fork, couldn't ride it until I fixed it. That was really sad. Um, but my polo bike's just um, just a beast, and so it puts up with it. What kind of brake system do you have on your polo bike? Ah, uh, what kind of it just uh, normal brakes? Just some hand brakes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, Sarah's got a good polo bike too. Yeah, I I like my I'm a big fan of my polo bike. I uh, I played polo and bent the fork on my polo bike and I still ride it. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been I've been playing polo on it for I think seven months now since I bent that fork. <laughs> 
So, yeah. so are you? It can take polo bikes. Basically, just have to be cheap bikes that you can beat up without, yeah. without being too heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. So, with your your polo bike, you do you run a really low gear so that you can? Uh, yeah, I run a thirty two sixteen usually while I'm playing. I yeah. mean, it's a it's a fully geared bike, so I can switch between. I have seven miles to ride yeah. before I get to polo, so I don't want to be running that low ratio. <laughs> Um, before I get on the court, but on the court you always play with a low gear. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Unless you're Vadim. Well, how about how about mallets? And do we mallets. have any any left-handers here, or is she's oh, left-handed? What's going on? So so left-handers. How how is this an advantage, or is is it uh is it? Um, if you're playing with, uh, what you need to do is you got to use your um your right hand to break. So um. Depending on on which brake you want to use, like I had switched my my front brake over to my right side, so it was kind of a a silly left hander's bike. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I play left handed, and uh, so does um, Joker, and he's like our our star player. He kind of brought Polo out to the valley, and he's um, out in Arizona, like representing right now, and. Um, yeah, there's quite a few of us that play left-handed. We have an advantage sometimes because when we come up um, on the side of people, they you know they expect us to have our mallets on the other side, and we don't. So. Yeah, so you can you can actually get get in there without having to put your bike in between you, right? Yeah. So yeah. how about how about at the start of a game, uh, if a left-hander is going up against a right-hander, you you guys had any uh, any incidents or has mm-hmm. everything been pretty pretty kosher so far? Yeah, everything's totally kosher. Um, it's kind of like the boys versus girls thing with the, you know, left-handed versus right-handed. They're kind of all the same, but a little bit different, you know? Um, I mean, there's always incidents in polo. Um, <laughs> you know, you lose a few spokes every now and then. Um, sometimes your wheels get tacoed. Doesn't happen often. I don't want to make it sound dramatic. Um, yeah, but your your bikes your bikes take a beating um, far more than your body probably ever will on the polo court. Um, but yeah, there's really no difference um, having a left-handed mallet. One of the things I found out about mallets is that um, you really have to figure out like what you like. Like some of them have caps on them, and some of them don't. Some of them are made with like a heavier kind of pipe and. And uh, some of the mallets are just heavier themselves, and depending on how you swing and how you like to play, um, you get to figure out what kind of mallet is best for you. So, and lastly here, where are you guys doing this at? Polo happens at um, North Hollywood Park. North Hollywood Park is, um, uh, gosh, what's the word? It's... It's one block west of the um, the North Hollywood Red Line Station, and in the back of the park, there is a hockey rink. And so we use the hockey rink. Um, it's a really great surface. Um, like some sometimes, like if you skid on it, it doesn't really eat up your tires. Right, which that's is, awesome. Which is cool. Uh, yeah, and the ball can't go anywhere because it's got the walls all the way around. And... Um, yeah, that's where we're at. We're there every Sunday from four until they kick us out. So, and, and uh, how many people do you guys have there generally? Ooh, Sarah, how many people do we have at Polo? Uh, twenty-five easily. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-five. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Anything else? Any any tournaments other than uh, the the worlds coming up? Anything else? I know you well, said you mentioned you got every weekend. Yeah. Uh, just all around 
the world, really. They just had a tournament in Rouen, France. There was a tournament in France, and, um, yeah, that was pretty awesome. There's uh, some guys that go, like, everywhere to play polo. It's pretty remarkable. Um, I'm just going to do a shout-out to the guys from Seattle because they won the uh, the France tournament. Um, there was a big two-day tournament in the Valley in December, and um, and we had, what, 15 teams there. We had guys come out from Vancouver and Oregon. We had guys come out from New York and Philly and uh, from all over the place to play, and it was amazing to see these guys who had been playing for years. Who were Their skills are just phenomenal. Uh, really, it's a great learning experience to play with them. Uh, we're, I know there's plans in the works for more tournaments, and I'm fairly certain there's going to be a tournament in June, but I, I can't promise you that. Here in Los Angeles? Yes, here in Los Angeles. Well, that'd be exciting. Yeah. So is there, a, is there a breakdown, like, to get to the Worlds? Do you have to qualify anywhere? Not that I know of. (laughs) (laughs) There are two tournaments. Um, I think a North American champ. I think there are two championships that are going on in North America. And the two two teams that win those championships get free entry and um, paid um, transportation to Worlds. But other um, other than that, there's no qualifier yet. It hasn't been that corporatified (laughs) it hasn't been that organized into into such a way yet or um so last question where where can i find out any any place online that i can find out about bike polo in los angeles (laughs) the definitive site for bike polo is bikepolo.ca which is a canadian website um but everyone around the world is on bikepolo.ca and so if you want to know about polo that's the spot to go um there is, I think, I think there's groups on the website, and there's a group for 818 Polo. Um, so, so, no, it's for all of Los Angeles. It's for, okay, for Los Angeles Polo, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, next Bike and Bake. Next Bike and Bake is going to be um, not two days from now, but the following Monday. And we don't have a theme yet. We always do themes. So if anyone has any suggestions on what we should bake, uh, we're open. Any any shout-outs that you guys would like to place? Any Anybody that you want to say hi to or want to thank as inspiration? Uh, go ahead. <laughs> um, earlier, Krista was talking about how she really enjoys the fact that uh, – the riding community is so close in LA and um, last November my mother passed away and um, we didn't my family didn't have the money to bury her it was too soon of a shock and um, we had two weeks to do something about it and I just posted a forum on Midnight Riders and uh, we raised six thousand dollars in two weeks and uh, we gave her a proper burial so I would like to thank all of the riders and everyone who helped that's amazing, um, Tarsus. That's that's awesome. That, uh, Krista, um, the, mic, the mic's back in your hand. Here. It is, it is. That's very phenomenal. Gosh, you know what? There's so many people that I think of. Um, I'd have to give a shout-out to Alex Joker in the Valley because he got me introduced um, into the riding scene. And the first ride I went on was one that he led. And um, I'm so grateful for that because I have so many just, like, phenomenal friends. And, and it's taken over my whole life. 
And um, I met my boyfriend on a ride, um, Matt Stilline, and and he's awesome. And um, and pretty much after that, anyone who's on a bike, because you guys are just fantastic, and I love you. Sarah, mic's in your hand. Anybody uh-huh. here in L.A. that you want to thank? Anybody in Dallas that you want to thank? Oh, actually, I, I don't know. I, I guess I would have to say I owe it all to my best friend, Rachel, who is the first person to ever make me, like, leave my room because I was really antisocial when I was younger. Because <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> kind of I, found, I found the bike riding community by surfing the web. I kind of like randomly ended up on Critical Mass and Wikipedia, and there was a link to the Midnight Riders site there, and that that was it. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I'm gonna I, hand the the mic over here to Stephen and Nick. Just. Oh, well, do you have something? Mm, not not really so much. I mean, I have some little things I've noticed throughout the week about biking in the news, but I mean, uh, I don't know. How, I don't. Just I've been noticing little things like that. Um, Lance Armstrong is. It seems it seems like the doping allegation or the he had a recent test and the, the doping agency in France was going to try to maybe prevent him from riding, but he seems to have resolved that and he's going to he's okay to ride. So that's one little thing I noticed. We had bike free day uh, yesterday, right? Car free Friday. Car free Friday. Bike free Friday. <laughs> I'm confusing that with with with. Bike day that comes up. Um, bike to work day. Bike to work day in That's May. May fifteenth. May fourteenth. Okay. Um, I came across this crazy video this week on YouTube of a bike rider named Chris McCaskill. I'm curious if Jim might know about this guy, but it's called Inspired Chris McCaskill, and he's this stunt rider who does. He's like a virtuoso on a bike. I mean, he jumps things and rides on the top of narrow fences and leaps from like rooftop to rooftop anyway it's just very impressive oh was that the 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 parkour for bicycles sort of thing the the which the the parkour for oh, bicycles oh that's the, that's the uh, i guess so that guy um maybe yeah I, I think i saw those videos yeah but it was just i mean it was really impressive and it's awe inspiring i mean to see the kind of stuff he he did the things he jumped off of and the stunts he did but that's a little something. What else? Um, I don't know. Uh, I was going to mention the bike week in Pasadena or the bike stuff happening this weekend in connection with Earth Day, but we, we covered that with, with Dorothy. I came across My mother sent me a great article about how Boston, my hometown, is uh, creating or really wants to get a bike-sharing program. And they've got an ex-Olympian uh, who is the bike czar. And she is a Stanford grad, and they're, they're really eager to get a bike-sharing program. So I, didn't, I wasn't even aware of this. Um, I know Brad Gavigan's been uh, really interested in seeing who else is, is doing bike-sharing programs and, and the B-cycle thing. I think he hopes to line up some interviews. That's sort of my, my list, Jim, just uh, things I've seen in the bikosphere this week. It sounds like – oh, Tarsus says something. Um, actually, uh, I was um – Yesterday, I wanted to talk about yesterday's critical mass and uh, going to the vigil. And after uh, Alex Thompson called for a 25-second, just lie down, put your bicycle upside down, you know. Oh, was it you? Oh, awesome. I'm sorry. No, no, that was the the die-in kind of protest is just something that I've always liked the idea of. So um, 
I tried to explain it, and I don't think anyone could understand what I was saying. I guess I'm not good on megaphones. Um, so Alex Thompson explained it and made people, like, actually listen. <laughs> also, we went to City Hall, and um, the ride led there, and a couple of people that were, um, well, some of the people that were uh, a little far back or got stopped by the cops across the street, I think uh, they told them to go into the sidewalk and when they were on the sidewalk what happened like they were all ticketed weren't they like some bullshit yeah, like that got red light they got red light tickets um but they they ticketed tyler rbi what i i pity i pity the people who have to deal with that <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh so what was the uh I'm sorry, I walked into the other room. What was the vigil about? Uh, the vigil uh, was about a fallen rider who uh, I think was um, killed, sideswiped on April 19th. Uh, Jesus, what was his last Castillo. name? Castillo. Um, his uh, white bike is under the bridge on Park and Glendale, I believe, and Critical Mass was led there, and we all stopped to pay our respects. That's what it was about. Uh, I saw a white bike on uh, Fountain and La Brea. Yeah. How many are there? There's two, you said? There's two in the city right now. Yeah, there's one on Fountain and La Brea also. And um, it's kind of beautiful. I I stopped and a whole bunch of people were stopping and they were talking about it. And Yeah, and two people on that one were are. What are happened mentioned? with that one is um, I believe there was four people that were hit and um, – Three people were hit by a car. Um, two people were killed. It was a busy time of day, and um, the they weren't sure which of the the women uh, was the cyclist because the the report wouldn't exactly detail it. Um, but so they put up the memorial to both the the women that um, were killed by the motorist on the um, in the incident. I went by it um, Monday, and it really gave me chills. Um, I guess it really hit home because I, I just, I ride the streets every day and, and just to like, you know, I wear a helmet and I get, there's close calls every single day and it, it's just, it's always a close call. You know, it's always, I'm okay. And so it's just, it's a very, um, real thing and it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's strange to have two of them up in the city at once. Who does them? It's just anyone anyone who can get it organized. I know I donated one of my one of the bicycles that was sitting in my garage to be a ghost bike, um, but it, we didn't get it painted fast enough because someone else had put it up. I know Alan, who's known as User One, did most of the work for the bike up on Fountain and La Brea, and then Dan Berlant, um, it is the one who did all of the work for the ghost bike on. Um, Glendale and Park, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Was, and so they they just lock it up there, and they just chain it up there, and leave it with the sign explaining it. Uh huh. It's amazing. Yeah. How long are they as, gonna leave it? As long as it stays, as long as we can keep it from getting the parts jacked off, or you know, the city breaking off the chain, or something like that. <sighs> I don't know what to say. Okay. 
Actually, yesterday, uh, I kind of uh, got into a little fright. I was biking north on Western, I believe, to Critical Mass, and I got right hooked right before 48th Street. And the thing is, just some drivers really just don't see us. They don't, they don't expect cyclists on the street, even though there's a lot of us. Wow. Um, I think that's a, a terrible excuse. I mean, there's plenty of times where you, like, you miss something, you don't see something, but I don't think it's really true that, that drivers don't see us because they spend, spend uh, plenty of time honking at us. Uh, um, I think that, that there needs to be more accountability, and um, we're never going to stop riding. We love it too much. It makes too much sense. Um, it feels too good. Um <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, I have a lot of optimism. Um, I think it's a, a challenging time because there are more cyclists and there is um, an interesting amount of opposition. I think it's a lot of misunderstanding. Um, I know a lot of cars tell us we're not supposed to be on the road, and so they're just not aware that we are supposed to be on the road. Um, I'm not sure exactly how to fix that, but I'm definitely determined to make it happen. So, I mean, we talked, you, you just mentioned the right hook. The right hook is somebody passing you and then making a right right in front of you. Uh, now, the right hook, how can you how can you do that and not see somebody? Like, you, you have just passed this person, and now you're turning right right in front of them. Well, the thing is, is I wasn't hit dead on. Like, I kind of, I was slowing down as fast as I could, but I hit his side. Like he was already already trying to make a right into a gas station, and he he had passed you, correct? Uh, or or he was in front of you. He was in front of me. Okay. And right. I didn't know a way to go around him into the left. I was it was like dead traffic. I wanted to merge onto the sidewalk with him so he could notice me. Yeah. And that didn't happen. I <laughs> fell on my U lock, and now I have like a nasty bruise on my right side thigh and. At least he didn't actually strike me, you know. I just uh, somewhat along the way. It's pretty gnarly. It scared me half to death. I I got a call once from my grandma about the right hook, and uh, my grandma had just right hooked somebody, a couple riding in, and my grandma lives in a retirement community, and uh, she she called me and. And is saying, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I couldn't stop and wait for them. I, so I sped up and got in front of them. And uh, and she obviously felt really bad about it. The, I think part of the the biggest part of the problem is that drivers don't know how to drive around bicycles. Number one, like that's uh, the second one is that drivers feel entitled. Like there's there's this whole thing that like I, if anybody's ever read any of the Armstrong. Lance Armstrong books, one of his first books, he talks about getting into an argument with a trucker and the trucker basically wanting to fight him because the trucker paid taxes on the roads through his car and uh, and Lance Armstrong doesn't pay taxes on the roads through his bikes. Uh, the Now, this is a really interesting theory, but it's one that's prevalent in the driving world, that, that cyclists don't have the same rights because we don't pay the property taxes on the cars so but then again the cyclists don't destroy the roads the same way that two th- two um two ton vehicles destroy the wor- roads well i it, it 
that is true. Uh, but it also, I mean, it comes down to the fact that that we, uh, as members of the community, we do pay federal taxes, we do pay state taxes, we do pay taxes into the system for our transportation, for our infrastructure. So, like that, I mean, that the argument has almost no validity. I'm going to hand this over to Stephen. I also think there's a, a kind of a generalized um, entitlement thing that doesn't have to do with taxes um, that gets expressed w w often just in, in the flavor of the comment that comes from the motorist where it's just they just treat you as, as if you're inherently second class or something, yeah. as if, I don't know. I mean, uh, they just feel free to make a, a belittling comment or – Get off the road, or like as if uh, they're just they're just so removed from the fact that because they're in their little bubbles, yeah. not participating yeah. with the rest of the city. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's intriguing. I mean uh, I'm hard pressed to believe other than that there's this general phenomenon in society where you abuse those somehow below you, just generally, and 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 so so it comes out in different forms. I don't know, but I get these comments from motorists sort of speeding by about it just they just feel free to abuse the cyclist like whether it's like riding up by you and like yelling really loud to sort of startle you or just generalized oh, abuse yeah. it's just I, it's just and you're not a girl yeah. oh oh wait uh -huh. oh, tarsus you had that one incident with another bike rider oh, fuck my life yeah. this one bag of douche i was fucking I was riding north on Vermont. On which one are you talking about? I've had so many, like harassed on the bike. I was riding uh, north on Vermont, and um, was just biking in a fucking terrible mood. I was. I I think it was a uh, last bike and bake the bike the last bike and bake I went to, and I wasn't sure if I could make it on time, and I was just hustling, just trying to make the light. This jackass comes from my left he grabs my ass i'm like just turn around scream my head off just talking mad smack just 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 wanting to kind of ram into him so he can get into traffic like what the fuck's up with that another like, cyclist another cyclist Ooh -hoo -hoo. i turn around and he was like oh i'm sorry i confused you for someone else i was like bullshit you do not confuse someone's bike like how, how the fuck do you do that i don't know i'm still totally pissed off like Ah, uh, but yeah, as a female cyclist, it's, uh, I find a lot, a lot of animosity on the streets, especially from female drivers. I don't get that. Have you guys gotten that? Like, I've, no, I've gotten, I've get, I get a lot of attitude from, from male drivers. Like last night I'm riding through downtown after I got separated from critical mass and like just, you know, these jerk offs in their cars they just like they'll like lay on the horn and then whistle like I, is, do you think it's attractive so so you do don't you, you don't want you no attention? scrubs i don't get these boys no you, you guys don't want no scrubs <laughs> scrub is someone who can't get no love from me is that is that how it goes <laughs> i actually almost got doored twice by female drivers on purpose with female passengers i was driving south on vermont uh, about seven o'clock did i tell you about that well um uh the light was for us we we're going in the same direction a female passenger opens the door 
while just driving almost knocks me the fuck out. Like, I'm just, like, screaming at her, like, what's going on? Like, why? Yeah, she's moving, and she opens her her passenger door, so I won't pass her. What's a little interesting about that is I almost might think that she might not have known. I'm not saying that, but if if she were some sort of otherwise clueless rider, uh, car driver person or passenger, wouldn't you? it's going to damage her car to open her door. So maybe she inadvertently, uh, do you think it was definitely intentional to hurt you? I think uh, they, they were staring at me and, like, saying rude comments, so yeah. they, they were they, uh, yeah. definitely I mean, yeah. trying to intimidate me. Yeah. And yeah. There's, there's, it's very hard to absorb that when it reaches the level of something that could actually kill you as a cyclist. I mean, I've been known to confront drivers because it's just they'll do something that they don't realize you're actually messing with my life at this point. And so, so some drivers should <laughs> be careful because it's it's a little bigger of a deal than just, I can abuse this cyclist because some cyclists aren't going to take it after a point. No, last night I was riding down Ventura to go home. A car got behind me and laid on the horn. And I, you know, I kind of just automatically have this reaction to just not react. Um but, you know, I see the headlights behind me, and they do that thing where we're coming up on a red light, and they're behind me. There are no other cars on the street. So they pass me real quickly and then come back into my lane right in front of me, like coming up to a red light. So, of course, they have to stop five feet after they do this little hooking maneuver to me. So I just go around the car and, like, stop in front of them to be obnoxious. I'm, like, track standing. The light turns green. I keep going. They followed me for three miles down Ventura on my way home, just behind me. And, of course, I was freaked the fuck out. You know, I'm, like, hauling ass. I pulled out my U-lock. I was ready to kill someone or at least break a window, <laughs> you know. So I, I, I was, you know, I was freaked out because I could tell that the car was behind me and, like, you know, keeping its distance, but I was freaked. Oh. And they suddenly... They decide to pull up next to me, and it's just these two, like, raver chicks. Like, and they, they, they just start yelling at me about how I'm not allowed to be on the road. I'm like, excuse me? You know, learn the CVC. And the woman's like, I own a bicycle. You ignored my horn, and you don't have, you don't have any reflectors on your bag. Um, I, I have this bag, which I got from your shop, actually. <laughs> With um, two very large reflectors on it. I think of the messenger bags, the Bailey Works has the best reflective system. I had this blinky light that is on. <laughs> uh, it, it's like, and she, she kept telling me that she had called the police and the police were on their way and they were going to arrest me for not having reflectors on my bicycle. Uh, and, um, yeah. And at that point, I was just. I was so tempted to do something to her car and destroy it because yeah. she was just some entitled little girl in her daddy's Beamer. Yeah, it does seem that, like, folks riding in a car, oftentimes when there's more than one of them, it's like the car provides, like, the equivalent of liquid courage, like, with alcohol. They, it just, they think that the bicyclist is an easy mark to vent off some, you know, posed... Um, yeah, whatever, like act of, you know, 
strength or something, but it's, it's, I don't know, but you see it again and again. It's why I'm so tempted to do something aggressive and like break things on their car and just like show them that we're not helpless. But I know that that won't help anything. Before before we get too far, I'm sure I'm sure everybody in this room has at least ten stories of of aggression towards themselves. Uh, and what I, one of the things that I I don't want this to turn into is I don't want this to turn into an us versus them thing because some of those people that are in cars ride bikes in their, their free time or uh, have a, a husband that rides a bike or a wife that rides a bike or something, you know, or, or rides mountain bikes or, or something, you know. So uh, so everybody's got that story. Uh, I, I can tell you that we, we talked a little bit about people being afraid for their lives or people becoming extremely aggressive. Some of, some of the most aggressive instances I know of our cyclists who have been threatened. Uh, one of them, guy I know riding home from work in a suit and tie with, uh, with uh, blueprints in his back, uh, on his bag, um, pulled him out and smashed in the window on a bus, the windshield on a bus, you know. So can you imagine seeing that happen? The next thing, in, you know, they had a helicopter chasing him and he was hiding in some bushes calling his friends. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I mean, everybody's got their everybody's got their stories. Everybody has uh, has the things that have happened to them. But one of the things that that we need to think about, like this, is if you want to make it safer for yourself in the future, uh, we the, if we get aggressive, then we definitely turn it into an us versus them situation, into a into a these guys, and we. Like you, we've talked a little bit about racism, classism, like civil rights, pretty much today. Uh, but but we've got to, if we don't keep this on the same level, if we don't treat people with the same respect that we want to be treated with, uh, and and if we end up grouping all of the drivers together, then we're going to alienate them from us. So what we really need to do is figure out a way. Like I, I love Sharos. I love Sharos. They're big. They're huge. They're in the road. They're in your face. I didn't see you. I don't think you have the right to this space. Whatever. It gets rid of all of that stuff. So uh, I, I also love huge reflective things. I love bright lights. I love people being able to see me. And, and this is a lot of this is pretty new. I mean, I, I, I worked for a long time in a city as a messenger where there were we didn't have the same problems in Los Angeles. I didn't worry about wearing lights, using lights as much. Uh, I didn't wear a helmet almost uh, almost ever, you know. So uh, so to come here and to and to switch the, my way of thinking because of the, the driving styles of people here, you know, and even how I get around, like how I get around is really important here. Like taking the side streets instead of the main roads or in order not only to avoid traffic but also to have a more peaceful, more calm ride, you know, and have that affect the rest of my day instead of being – Instead of putting me in a in a place where I'm aggressive all day because of the ride into work, you know, all of that stuff is really important. Yeah, the friend actually got away. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He he. I think uh, I think he so dove into away. some bushes and hid in some bushes for a couple of hours, and uh, they actually gave up. But but yeah, he smashed in the. And any time that you do any damage to a bus, the bus is required by law to stop and wait. And uh, it's not required by law, but uh, the bus, generally, the the transportation agencies won't let a bus with anything wrong on it deliver passengers. You know, so uh, so 
those passengers had to wait for another bus to come get them. And, uh, I um I think riding through the city as opposed to driving through any city is such a different experience. It's you you get to take in so much more. It's it's one of the reasons why cyclists are so passionate about riding. Um, I think that if some of the drivers on the road had an opportunity to get on a bike and and experience that 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 would change their perspective some. And um, when I think about that, I think that, um, like, citywide initiatives would really have a big impact. And if um, employers were more supportive of cycling and if the city was more supportive of cycling, um, that that, w- that would um, really enlighten a lot of people because it's it's really uh, just a great thing to, to be on a bike. And I know that I am a lot more aware um, when I do drive and I drive a lot slower now, um, so I think I think it would definitely ben- be beneficial uh, for some of those people to just have an opportunity to get on a bike because they don't know what it's like. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I I think one of the things that recently, and it's interesting, Stephen's wearing the T-shirt. Recently, we had a bike summit here in Los Angeles. Uh, one of the uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Ton of people. Uh, one of the speakers that I saw was mentioning about uh, how cyclists incite change. And I think part of the reasons and one of the things that he mentioned is, is because we are, as a group, so impassioned. So we're so passionate about what, we, what we're doing. We're, this, is, this is life-threatening. It's enjoyable, but it's life-threatening, you know? And so when, when that happens, it makes you want to change things so that it – it's no longer that way. And we really, uh, in Los Angeles, we've got a great group of people. You're right. Uh, like, your your story, Tarsus, really touched me about your mom. Like, I, I think that's amazing. Um, and what we do for each other daily, on a daily basis, the changes that we've made, and we've talked a little bit about the fact that we no longer have to have bike licenses and uh, the LA County Bicycle Co- Coalition is working hard for is pushing for Sharos, and they're they're part of the crew that's organizing the Car Free Fridays and uh, some of the other stuff going on. So I I mean it's we we've got a lot we are doing a lot um, and hopefully we can keep the momentum going into the future and uh, and using our passion instead of directing it in hateful ways towards cars we can actually get things done for ourselves you know so and i'm really glad to see all of you here i'm glad that you're making a case for going to the uh to the inspector's office it's the office of inspector general um where i have another complaint that i'm filing with them because i was ticketed for riding in the right lane i was basically ticketed for being in the street they told me i wasn't far enough over to the right because i was in the center of the lane um, then I tried to explain to the officer that that was the safest place for me to be. Um, he proceeded to ticket me anyway, so I'm going to complain about it because I was late to work. And then I got a bunch of crap at work, and I had to basically fight to keep my hours at work because I got an unjust ticket. And so I was like, well, that's a bunch of crap. So anytime that you have an issue with an officer, go to the Office of Inspector General. Uh, three weeks ago, I did not know what to do about that. So that's really good information to have. Yeah, we'll be there Tuesday morning uh, filing a complaint about Officer Cho. Okay, Cho, not Chow. Not Chow. Um, He's probably a very decent man. <laughs> Apparently he is, because I was talking to a couple of um, 
what an e- some East Side Bike Club, the the two leaders of it, and they were they were just talking about how much they love Officer Chow, <laughs> and um, I was totally confused because I a couple of the signs quoting Officer Cho have been had it spelled Chow, okay. so I I was very confused until we sorted that out. So so now now everybody knows Cho not Chow. Chow, you're doing a great job, according to the East Siders. So, uh. I love that it's silly, like East Siders, West Siders, no <laughs> ho. Like, it's so funny. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's big. I mean, initially, when, a couple of years ago, when it was just the bicycle kitchen, people came from all over the place. Now, like, to see the growth of the movement in Los Angeles, it's pretty stunning and people are taking notice i think so i mean we had we had gary fisher i don't know if you guys have heard of gary fisher bikes but uh we had gary fisher on the on the phone last week talking about watching la as kind of a hotbed of activity and that's that's awesome so we're running we're running into the last couple minutes of the show here so uh wanted to Put the shout-out again, the Bike and Bake, not this Monday, but the Monday after that, and you're still looking for a theme? Yeah, we're still looking for a theme. We've done cupcakes, Mardi Gras, vegan, um, all sorts of weird things. I don't remember. Uh, Utopian baking. I don't – what did I make? Something ama- – oh, I made samosas. And a lot of times we bring um, food on the rides that happen after if we don't eat it all. Um, <laughs> I just want to say thank you for having us on your show. It's good to be here. Yeah, thank you very much, Nick. So, um, any anything else? Uh, I really want to thank Alec. Uh, I was like sick all two weeks, and like I just stayed in his house, and he nursed me back to health. And also, my crank arm fell off yesterday, and twelve riders stopped, just left critical mass, just to help me out and find a dead bolt in the middle of the street, just looking for my bolt, my crank arm, just ridiculous we caught up it was so good thank you brian thank you china chicken leather that happened it's total bull but uh yeah thank you writers oh um i guess yeah just thank the writing community because everyone it's so hard to but and there's so many people that i know that are just all everyone is so amazing and Everyone can. Everyone here makes it happen. <laughs> Nick, you were mentioning that there's some other stuff coming up here too. Uh, Krista, hold on. You're you're going back to the mic. Oh, okay. Um, there's some. I just talk, called uh, Joseph. I just talked to him. He might call in, but um, there's some kind of police inspector meetings that that the public can go to. We already talked about it. Yeah, the police commission. Do we give the? Yeah, we mentioned that. It's 9 a.m. at the Office of Inspector General. Um, I wish I had the address, but I don't. 105 North Spring. Um, Double check that. But we'll be there 9 a.m. Tuesday morning. Uh, It's the police commissioner's hearing. Uh, We're going to be talking about the the handling of uh, different cycling events, uh, incidents with cars and stuff like that, like the incident with the Hummer. Um, And um, also, I believe the... Can you confirm the driver that hit uh, Jesus that he was released? I I actually don't know that. I yeah, that's what that's what they were saying last night. Um, so I guess the driver was released even though he um, was driving drunk and had a suspended suspended license and was driving someone else's car. Like 
Um, that stuff's not okay. If you can't make it to that, uh, there's a city council meeting on Friday at 10 a.m. And that um, that's just going to be going over a lot of cyclist rights and stuff. And it'd be good to definitely show your support and have your voice there. Yep. The more people we have, the more they, the more the bigger impact we have on our city council. So, yeah, that sounds great. Anything else that anybody would like to add, Stephen? Thanks for the news. Yeah, I think that might be all the information that we have. This is Bike Talk. Once again, you can reach us on Facebook. You can listen to us at kpfk.org. You can subscribe. You're listening to us live on killradio.org. Check out our website, www.biketalk.us, and you can email us at livebiketalk at gmail.com. So get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. We want to know what's going on in the community. I think that's about it. Everybody keep the rubber side down. I got Nick on the phone here scrambling. Are we done? And I think that's about it.
had to explain to the eye on 35 and you got 30 of you, you don't have to be in it under all circumstances all the time under under possible conditions, you know, and, and uh, they just didn't understand. But anyways, uh, it all seemed to happen. The sheriff just kind of didn't give me Push on a pedal, push on a pedal, get your heart started. Push on a pedal, push it down and up again. Push on a pedal, push on a pedal, get your heart started. Push on a pedal, push it down and up again. Get on your bike, sit on the seat, put your feet on the pedals, and ride it all around, ride it all around. Get on your bike, sit on the seat, put your feet on the pedals, and ride it all around, ride it all around. Oh, catch yourself a bike. Oh, catch yourself a bike. 